0: Tonight, on am psychology, psychology for you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, baby. Who's that? Don't look now. There's a monkey pox vaccine and Rich got it.
1: Go ask Alice. Try unmask Alice. A new book reveals the story behind the fake diary of a teenage addict. It's a problem.
0: I think she's more of a druggie.
1: I know. Remembering Natasha Leone's low point, or as I like to call it, her Leo point. (laughs) We like you better this way, but we still think about you that way.
0: White men literally have a secret exclusive club in D.C. designed for homosocial bonding. It's called Alibi Club, and we're talking about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) An important chomping, that's right, I said chomping, at the bit correction. Tracy is a new gay best friend, and she met him at Trader Joe's. I do not have a new gay best friend, and he wasn't wearing a Nicki Minaj all-over print t-shirt at a pride party. All this and more on pot psychology with your hosts Rich and Tracy. You are my passion for life. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I am waiting for you.
1: OK. I got my monkeypox vaccine. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm.
0: What's the side effects?
1: You know, my arm is still sore.
0: What happened to me with COVID? Like, I, I don't remember that as a child having a sore arm after getting a shot.
1: I do, but oh, it I only know. lasts a day. The flu shot will do that to me, you know? But it, it'll last a day. This one, you know, instead of putting in the muscle, they put it in the fat. And the woman was like, nobody has fat on their arms that comes here. You know, <laughs> like well they're gay
0: um,
1: it was easy enough it basically like I was in line for an hour which is a little bit longer than you'd like to be you know I got there my appointment was, was for it? like 12, two blocks away from me at the Bushwick high school oh, okay. and so my appointment was for 1220 I got there probably at like 1215 because they said don't arrive more than five minutes before because we're not going to have space for you there's a huge line and they're calling people for 1140 so it's like, ugh, but also whatever could be worse, right? And it basically moves at that pace. It basically, I was out there in an hour, you know, you just, we just waited online line and then mm-hmm. they'd call people up by their appointment times and they were running behind but it was fine. The guy behind me was huffing and puffing hmm. the entire time. And it was just like, I mean, whatever.
0: Let's play a game on your phone for Exactly. An hour.
1: I was reading. I, I'm reading this book about Go Ask Alice. You know, the entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, it's awesome.
1: It's a great book. Um, I would like to read that. I highly recommend Maybe it. Maybe we
0: should do it for our book club.
1: The The book is called Unmask Alice. And it's about
0: that. that- Doctor, woman, or is she a psychologist? She
1: said she was. Oh. Uh, B. Sparks.
0: Did she also write Jay's Journal?
1: She did. And the thing about Jay's Journal is that the. So, Go Ask Alice, from what we can discern, was totally. One of my made favorite up, books. But completely, you know, invented. Did you read it? Oh yeah.
0: I read it several times. I was absolutely obsessed with it. And
1: anybody who doesn't know what it is, like I cannot believe you're listening to this podcast cuz I feel like that that is our bible. Like that <laughs> is like to me like that is the book that everybody, you know, if you yeah. if you read it you're matter. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's this purported anonymous a diary by an anonymous teenager whose coke gets spiked with acid and it sends her on this Drug a party journey. button
0: button. Who's got the button? Yeah,
1: and it sends her on this drug journey in which she, she becomes like,
0: immediately addicted. She, she like has add- to have addicted drugs. to
1: LSD. Yeah, yeah, but then just drugs in general. like it's, yeah. it's it's this like totally arch like after school special vibes. Never was around anybody who was doing drugs. Kind of book that nonetheless people got uh people were really into i mean two, i think of the first two years two million copies libraries could not what keep it on the it shelf not 71 i believe okay it, so it was this huge phenomenon now now uh, 20 over 20 years later over 20 years after that when i go to school people are still talking about yeah. glass glass. it became a th- in sixth grade because i think in one grade i you didn't became know eligible it was fake to until take it i out. met you yeah i think i think i could tell at a certain point oh because i'd
0: never i could not tell
1: i couldn't tell as a kid but then i think i re, when i worked at a bookstore i'm pretty sure i reread it and i was like this is total cockamamie bullshit, you know? <laughs> but i didn't know the story behind it which is that there's this woman in utah who was just like so obsessed with trying to make it work and because Art Linklater's daughter died at, of she died by suicide and he had immediately blamed it on LSD. Who is he? He did kids say the darndest things. Okay. He was just kind of a host kind of guy. He, he seems right up Link our body? alley. He's like an old person nobody cares about. Is pot psychology's wheelhouse. I believe he's dead and okay. straight. Okay. Um, he died in 2010 in Bel Air. Okay. Uh so his daughter killed herself in like 69 or so, and he blamed it on acid, and then. It turned. There was no acid in her system because it's like, how do you even test for that anyway? Like, you don't test people for LSD, really. Binal N- tap. And I thought. I'm. It's not. And he goes through all of these misconceptions, these folk tales, including okay. flashbacks. Flashback came from what, what? 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 The writer of this book, which is called Unmask Alice. His name is Rick Emerson. It's a crazy book about this whole. This it's scamming. It's so many things that are relevant yeah. today. It's scamming. It's psychedelics. It's um.
0: Playing on people's fear.
1: Playing on people's fear, exactly. There's a lot of kind of moral panics, disinformation, misinformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then at a certain point, Art Linklater, when it, when it came out that there was no acid in her system, he was like, oh, well, it was a flashback. And that's how flashbacks became a thing. That
0: was how flashbacks that's, became yes, a thing. That's,
1: yes, and I was hearing about that too. And then Nixon starts a war on drugs, gets like super, you know, behind this endeavor. She has crazy
0: flashbacks in it. She's
1: crazy flashbacks, exactly. And in fact, there is there is language that echoes Art Linklater's daughter in this book. So this book comes out as a huge phenomenon. Very few people are doubting the veracity at all.
0: Well, because like towards the end, like her wife got like so out of control and she was like... Alice. Like, yeah, yeah. a vagabond and like just yes, a and transient.
1: She, and, and she's got two gay guys as pimps.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And then at the top of the of the entries it'd be like the following entries were found on random scraps of paper yes uh, it's so like, like
1: what right so, so so like
0: she didn't really have a journal anymore because it didn't make sense that like she would be like totally journaling every single day like totally. so much out so of
1: yeah. like, <laughs> writer's spirit yeah <laughs> so this book seems to be totally invented maybe a little bit touching on that because art Linklater, later she reaches out to him and he gets he gets his book published for her And then the book becomes a phenomenon. This kid uh, killed himself and his mother learned about Beatrice Sparks because then Beatrice Sparks started. She she was really upset about it being anonymous because she was she finally had her hit. This was Uh, a huge book. And she's like, But the reason why it was
0: a big hit is because because it was anonymous. People thought it was real. It was real. So
1: if you put her name on the book, then it's like, you know, the jig is up.
0: Did you assume when you were younger that her name was Alice? Because of I course. sure did.
1: Yeah, but there's some reference to it where her name is actually maybe like, uh, I can't remember what it is, but that just everybody assumes it's Alice. And then in the TV movie, it was Alice. Uh, so oh, she's I've Alice. Oh, I never saw the
0: TV movie of you.
1: Uh, I saw parts of it. I've been meaning to watch it. I'm going to talk to the author. Oh, cool. uh, Well, by now I will have already talked to him. Um, And so then... B. Sparks releases another book of supposed interviews with four teens that are kind of just as lurid and apparently all in the same voice called Voices. Mm. People hate it. It it doesn't sell anything, but it's marketed as from Beatrice Sparks, the woman who brought you, Go Ask Mm. Alice. And so this mother in Utah of a a 16-year-old son who who killed himself uh, reaches out to her and says, here is his journal. Like, Do what you did with Go Ask Alice. And what she does is she takes some of that, but totally uh, exaggerates it and puts in a whole Satan demonic mm-hmm. possession twist. He gets involved with the occult, plays with Ouija boards, I uh, sacrifices read it, animals. But I
0: didn't like it. I was like, I don't. This is unpleasant. It was it all. It seemed unpleasant. really
1: unpleasant. There's like, yeah. There's there's detailed kind of uh, sacrifice scenes, yeah. which is like.
0: But there was so much what? satanic panic too.
1: And then, you know, then this mother who lost her son, who was never consulted after handing over the journal, she was surprised when it was published. Somebody was like, somebody came up to her and was like, this is your son's story. And she was like, was her son named Jay? No, her son was named Alden, Alden Barrett. You know, they start harassing the family, uh, defacing the grave, all of this shit. People are talking about it, making fun of the family and stuff. So Beatrice Sparks, for her own obsession with fame and creating another banger, Uh, totally like turns these people against this family who lost their son. Like these parents, their child killed himself. Yeah. Reckless, scammer, like kind of evil, conservative lady because apparently in voices, I think there's a whole kind of like homophobic string of words that she uses. She seems like a
0: Phyllis Phyllis Schlafly type.
1: Um, And so I haven't actually haven't finished the book, so I can't even spoil it, but it, it just lays out this whole ridiculous story with all of these kind of like really relevant concepts that float throughout and I just think it's an awesome book and that's my highly recommended of the week.
0: (laughs) That Uh, that sounds really good. Wait, what's it called again?
1: It's called Unmask Alice. Unmask Alice. LSD, satanic panic and the imposter behind the world's most notorious diaries.
0: All right. So if you guys want to discuss this book, we're going to be doing it for our book club which is part of the Wahoo tier on our Patreon. And with that- Patreon.com
1: slash Pot Psychology.
0: Yeah, thanks, Rich. With that, you get recaps of the real world, recaps of women's movies. There's a lot of shit on there that we publish actually pretty frequently. And you get access to bonus episodes and a monthly book club that we do over Zoom. And I actually really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's usually some kind of biography. People
0: in in the book club. I have something I learned. I have something historical that I kind of learned. Okay. I'm in the middle of like digging into it. So I don't have all the answers yet. Yes. But have you ever heard of the Alibi Club? No. It was this club that was started in 1884 in Washington, D.C. And it had seven members. And it's like a secret club. and And you never really know who is in the club while they're alive. You really only find out because it's like, will be in their obituary
1: or uh-huh, something Uh huh. and Interesting.
0: they only let so now they let in 50 people it started by seven now they let in 50 well the last people checked they don't know if they've changed the rules since the last time people were able and to it's a
1: social club or yeah
0: like a men's social club and it got its name because it was like an excuse of like where you're going to tell where you're telling your wife that you're going to be like maybe if you're off fucking a hooker but you're like i have the alibi club and it's like oh, your alibi. alibi
1: club. That sounds like a that sounds like a, a curb your enthusiasm <laughs> like, <right>? idea. <laughs> it's the alibi club. So
0: it was seven guys that started it, and then apparently there was like fifty. That's too many. I would point. not
1: trust that many people with. Well, to be responsible for my alibi, it's alibis. like presidents and shit. Okay, that are right, in it now. So, okay,
0: yeah, it's like
1: heads of state.
0: George H. W. Bush.
1: We know this for a fact.
0: Yes, because that that was in his obit. This is evil, right? Well, let me tell you more. Okay. So, in 1884, I'm not sure where the club had their clubhouse. Is it all but men? Of course, it is. Right. Ask the next question.
1: Are is there it any all women? white? Oh, is it all white?
0: Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any women? <laughs> uh,
1: I just said that because I couldn't think of it. I knew I was being stupid. Anyway,
0: then they moved their clubhouse to this old Brownstone, or not Brownstone, an old townhouse mm, sounds in. Familiar. In uh, DC, yeah, Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm -hmm. And it's a national, now it's a historic landmark, like it's protected. So they moved into that building in 1886. Uh, Some of the famous people that have been in it Mm -hmm. are George H.W. Bush, Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Prescott Bush, Mm -hmm. Supreme Court Justices Potter Stewart and Stanley F. Reed, Mm -hmm. Alan Dulles and John Foster Dulles, and who I don't know, but I'm assuming that that's what Dulles Airport is named after. Those guys? Okay. I don't know, right? Sure. Dulles is the airport in D.C., but I think, did they change the name to like Reagan Airport? Didn't they change the names of those airports after 9-11? Like I don't know. John Fo- it was named after John Foster Dulles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was Secretary of State under Eisenhower. Um, Some other people, Speaker of the House Nicholas Longworth and General George C. Marshall. It, to me, they all sound Republican. I don't know.
1: Sounds Republican to me.
0: But the guys who founded it, I... Couldn't find any information on them. It really? Was, well, one guy's real hard to look up, John Davis, and the other guy, mm. David Jones. What are you going to do?
1: How, how did you get on this topic
0: in the um, first place? I felt there were like a Wikipedia K-hole. Interesting. I found this one, Dr. Francis B. Loring, on like some list of ophthalmologists in the 1800s. And then this other guy, Marcellus sorry, Bailey, sorry, sorry. was one of the founders. He, His dad, he was the son of the famous editor, Dr i mm-hmm. i have no idea how to pronounce it bailey who owned and published the national era weekly news and that was a paper which first presented uncle tom's cabin in serial form
1: huh
0: i would think though that you know it probably has been republic it doesn't say what the affiliation is but i'm assuming it's republican republicans were anti-slavery right so maybe it's just like evolved with i i don't the republican party i'm not really sure it's a,
1: it sounds like a good question to me i wonder the same thing
0: okay so the reason why it was founded is together they sought relief from the vicissitudes the vicissitudes
1: the vicissitudes
0: the vicissitudes of domestic life and the rigors of business and the pursuit of happiness and comfortable surroundings among convivial friends
1: mm. Re- read the gay. framed
0: history on the wall it Sounds gay <laughs> okay um the club name was chosen in defense against queries by curious men and women so that they My would say they business. had an alibi. Right. Yeah. MYOB. There was like a picture that was published of the inside of it. And to me, it looks like a like a TGI Fridays or like a hard rock cafe. There's just like crap huh. all over the walls. I would
1: expect it to be really nice from what you've described.
0: It's and I mean, I it's like a nice like I mean, they right. must have like a maid come through. um, And there's like a gold like a little gold engraved thing on the door that says mm-hmm. Alibi Club. Mm-hmm. Just like scrolls and papers and you know and like bullets from something and like just kind of like the kind of shit that like a guy would bring home and his wife is like no you're not hanging that up right (laughs) like a like like kind of like a the 1800s version of like a like a beer neon sign you know what I mean like this was the first man cave it seems like okay and it's over the years club members have added to things on the wall Right. and um, as it's... they've had more incre- like increasingly powerful and you know famous members they were getting better memorabilia so in 2018 someone noticed that it was vacant because they saw a sticker on it there's just like one of those it's like a like a neon green sticker that's like this building is vacant a sign on the door dated 52218 from the DC Department of Consumer and Regulatory Affairs classifies the Clubhouse building as vacant property. Huh. DCRA confirmed to DCist that the property was indeed marked vacant. A spokesperson in Vacant Buildings Enforcement at DCRA told DCist that inspectors have a checklist to determine the occupancy of a building, which includes things like taking photos, knocking on the door, speaking with neighbors, checking utility usage, and looking for accumulated mail.
1: So <laughs> nosy. No speaking one knows- with neighbors.
0: So they, no one really knows if the club died or if it's just.
1: When was that, by the way? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen.
0: So no one really knows if the club died or like, an, or
1: it moved somewhere else. I mean, I think it's wild that they're um, open about it at all. Like, if if I know that you're part of an alibi club, then I'm never going to believe your story.
0: Yeah. Well, it could I always mean, it's be like an a alibi. Well, it's like a gentleman's like it's supposed to be like a tongue-in-cheek joke but like okay. i guess because it's so exclusive and it's oh, probably like well, networking i get shit. it
1: because like when you go when you're out doing your thing you say yeah. "Oh, i was at the club yeah you're not you're not relying on the social network to give you an alibi the club yeah. is the alibi
0: yes exactly got it but it seems I- I like, like they did go there <laughs> <laughs> now you got
1: it i got it it seems
0: <laughs> that they did go there and hang out though and right. hang their things on the walls yes decorate it's a huge like gorgeous old townhouse right like three stories so they don't know if it moved or if the club is dead i i mean a way to find out is just to break in and see there's all the shit still oh, on the walls in. well if it's still vacant who's gonna care
1: i don't know it's like I mean, who at owns what it point,
0: then you know if right. it's, it's it just says vacant like who owned it this whole time yeah was like paying
1: some fees
0: on it and stuff there
1: should at least be a company name attached Taxes, to that even if it doesn't you know like even if it's a kind of shell to throw you off. I know uh, I thought of, I have like a correction and an update.
0: Okay. About what?
1: Okay. So the update isn't really an update. It's another thing. Um, I thought of another example of someone who pulled it back together after being on the brink, a Paul Abdul, which we talked about mm-hmm. in our 100th episode. Natasha Leone. Yes. She was.
0: Yes.
1: Like, she was, it felt like she was going to die. I mean, I would
0: see her regularly. People would see yeah, her. Didn't, you,
1: didn't she talk to you or something? Yeah. I saw,
0: yes, I yeah, saw you her. you interacted with her a couple times. And she was
1: running around the East Village. Like yeah. A goblin.
0: Oh, like an absolute goblin. Mode. Goblin. That was yeah. Goblin I mean, mode. her face looked honestly. It looked like pizza. It lo- It was so fucked up. And she was
1: just openly being Natasha Leone.
0: And but like wearing like men's clothes, like it didn't really make sense what she was wearing. Sometimes I've seen her in the basement at lit, like during after hours. Mm. That was actually before it got even worse. Like that's when it was just kind of like, right. Ugh, she's a mess. Right. But then it was like she's like hunched over, like passing out and hunching over. It was like really... on the street. I saw her. She came in with like a woman, with like a looked like a homeless woman uh, who had on a wig. And I mean, I'm assuming that maybe they're just. I mean, there's like a there's like a junkie society in mm-hmm. New York where mm-hmm. it's you know a community. It's groups of people that. You know, scam together, do scrap metal together or whatever to get like they kind of help each other get money to get their their stuff. She had a line of credit at this bodega that I was in. And so she came in. She's like, hey, I want the regular. Yeah, marble reds. And then she turned to this woman and she's like, put it on my tab, blah, 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 nose. And then she turned to the woman. And she's like, what do you want? she wants stuff too and then she turned around and she asked me and I was like I'll take Parliament Light 100s
1: <laughs> so she bought them for you yeah. wow Un- and, but she didn't, pay. she
0: didn't have to pay she right. just walked out and they you could tell that they were upset The like people who own the store they were just they didn't know what to do because right. like I'm sure she spent tons of money in there before sure, this and now, yeah now it's a mess
1: but look and that's and this was all over page Sheet. six this was this oh, was public yeah, yeah. record like she it looked like she was dying in public and I she thought she didn't was going to die. She didn't. She pulled it together. She really did. Remember when this she got is...
0: arrested one time, one night, and she was like yelling at like the first time she got arrested, I think she was scree- it was like a DUI and she was screaming at the officer that she was going to call her entertainment lawyer. Yes. <laughs> and then the next time when she was arrested, they put her in jail like she was like in like, I don't know, it was a drunk tank or whatever it was. And she kept saying, I was in Blade Trinity <laughs> trying to get, tell people like who she was but she's sl- very slowly but surely.
1: Yes, she was doing that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, but, but what we You're also right. skipped over, it. this is, this is a Reuters story, okay? So this, we're not, this is not anything, this is not gossip. This is not, I mean, it's gossip, but it's not unfounded. Everyone at knew. All. I
0: mean, the- January
1: 20th, 2007, actress Natasha Leone, the star of American Pie, accused of threatening to sexually molest a dog, I turned that. herself into, in at a New York court on Friday. The 27-year-old faced a number of charges, including criminal mischief, harassment, and trespassing after accusations she threatened to sexually molest her former neighbor's dog and ripped a mirror off the wall during a 2004 argument. In the court complaint, Leone's former roommate claimed Leone trashed their apartment and then banged on a neighbor's door, rushed into that apartment, and picked up their dog, telling the woman, I'm going to sexually molest your dog. <laughs> so she was there and look at her now what a concept
0: you know whose apartment that was who i'm pretty sure is the yeah, one that called was, in the who, complaint who, michael rapaport michael
1: rapaport right yeah i know it was another he famous wrote, person but i couldn't he
0: wrote an entire he essay did. for jane magazine oh because God. because he was she scared had, for her right yes. it was like it a, wasn't just an apartment it was like his like brownstone in the east village it was like a huge place and then i think he must have had two tenants there or something. I
1: wonder if that contributed. I mean, it it occurred before her sobriety and she got sober. Maybe that's he, what did it. Wake up call.
0: I mean, it. I thought it was kind of shitty that he did this in right, right, right. Jane, but also like, you know, it did. She did get clean after that. She got clean. He called her out. A lot of people like a lot of people who die, who... Like They don't get called out like Whitney never really got called out, not in a public way like that by someone, you know, that was like, you're fucked up. You need to get help. You know, um, Anna Nicole Smith. Like if you get called out, I think then. You have more of a chance, maybe. I don't know. Okay, I have a little bit of backstory about the Michael Rappaport thing. Okay. This is just, I don't know when this is from. Uh, It said that he first met Leon in 1997. They became such firm friends that he offered to rent her an apartment in a building he owns, but her party-fueled lifestyle um, sent her on a downward spiral. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This was after the warrant was issued for her arrest on harassment, criminal mischief, trespassing. She failed to attend a court hearing. So Rappaport says, I guess he was talking to whoever the original publisher of this story was mm-hmm. Rappaport says she really was one of the smartest most insightful people i've ever known she remained very peaceful until the fall of 2003 reports kept coming in people were going in and out of the apartment one of the tenants was telling me about the late night parties and random dudes sprawled out on her sofa at all times another tenant had a little dinner party natasha was screaming up at them throughout the party the complaints became i mean any of that stuff is like whatever, mm-hmm. but it's it's the she like ruined his apartment. She like destroyed it. Like absolutely destroyed it. So it became so frequent, the complaints became so frequent that he flew from Los Angeles to confront her and he was so disgusted by what he saw, he evicted her. He said, I felt sick to my stomach the moment she touched me. Her body was so skinny. It looked like a grenade had gone off. There was garbage everywhere. There were glasses smashed in the kitchen, and standing water in the clogged tub with flies hovering over it. This girl needs help. That all ended well, but you're right. She totally Brought snapped. It she pulled totally pulled, pulled, it, pulled it, together. it together. I mean, she was I, she was lower than Paula Abdul. That's for sure. At least Paula had a reality show. It's true. Natasha was on the corner.
1: Okay, and uh. uh- Kind of correction, a correction to a correction, really. I was kind of corrective last week when I said the phrase, or not last week, but I think two weeks ago now, uh, that the phrase was two episodes ago. Champing at the bit, but actually the most popular usage is chomping at the bit. It originated as champing at the bit. And then about in the 90s, it kind of switched over to chomping. I feel like you know what
0: that's going to happen to? Mm. Bold face lie. Bald. Bald face lie uh-huh. It's gonna turn To bold face Cause it's in a lot of shows I watch all shows With subtitles I just have to
1: Right right right
0: And they always Let's Translate bold as faced. Bold face lie Interesting Yeah I think that That's gonna That's wow. the next thing
1: Okay that's the next thing We're, we're <laughs> forecasting here <laughs> <laughs> It's, that's great. I've been meaning to tell this story forever. I don't even know how good it is, but okay. um, it's not that great. You're not
0: selling it. But it's like
1: a two minute story. Okay. So I was at I was at Pride and somebody who was younger than me complimented me. I won't get into the exact nature of the compliment. Well, tell me. Just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, again, this was like a thing where I felt like, oh, I actually have something to say to you instead of just being like, hi, where do you live? How long have you been here? How you know like what's up? You know that. Uh, what did you have to say to him? He was wearing a shirt that was one of those I don't know what what it's called, but you have them and I've had them before where they're printed. You know they're printed. It, it's a very like kind of like print. Yeah, it's a it's a sharp contrast kind of saturated thing. You know the quality of the fabric. The graphic is, tea Exactly, but it's like it's like garish as those things go. Yeah. And it was a collage of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> you know the-
0: Garish shirts you wear.
1: <laughs> well, you don't really wear them, but you know, and, and, and this is a collage too. It's yeah. like, like the pictures are one thing. What, like a, a, a long picture taking up a whole shirt is a cool idea. And I'm not just saying that to kiss your ass because you know that I wouldn't. I think that you've, <laughs> <laughs> I think you've rocked that better than some people. And this isn't even a judgment. It just happened to be a shirt with a collage of Nicki Minaj on the front and back. Like let's say 20 pictures of her at least. And so I said, "Oh, I fear you because you're a barb," which I thought would be just like a, a way of like entering a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. He like spiraled out. He ah! like <laughs> he got like visibly upset about it. First he was oh like, "Well, God. you know, I just recognize talent," and I was like, "That's fair." Wow. Yeah, it was like whatever, and you know we were bantering a little bit, but then he spun off, and then I saw him talking to his friend and being like, you know, bar her, blah blah blah. <laughs>
0: You're wearing a shirt covered in Nicki Minaj's. I mean, I
1: thought at least he'd want to talk about her. That's what I was trying to do. You know, I wasn't going to, you know, it didn't have to be confrontational, but I thought we would, you know, discuss her merits or that I, anybody who is showing up with 20 pictures of Nicki Minaj on their person, I assume is willing to at least defend her. Yeah. All right. If not be aggressive about liking her. You know?
0: (laughs) I wouldn't be, like, put off if someone asked me if I was a lamb, if I was wearing, like, a Mariah Carey shirt or something.
1: Totally. I've been asked that while wearing a Mariah Carey shirt.
0: (laughs) The tank top.
1: I I have have shirts, too. Oh, okay. (laughs) I have a Christmas shirt.
0: (laughs) That is true.
1: I have a Christmas shirt. I also have that, um, a really good one, that tie-dye one with the picture of her that's kind of illustrated. She looks kind of cartoonish on it, almost, and, um... It's from glitter era, Mm. so she's also like definitely hot.
0: You know that Anna Nicole Smith shirt I have that says Supreme on it, or it's a Supreme shirt. Yes,
1: yes, I love that shirt.
0: I wore it to Trader Joe's this week, and I went into the, you know, everyone at Trader Joe's is so nice. They're sure. so nice. Like they're the nicest checkout people. i like, okay. it's, they, I didn't
1: know that they have a reputation.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that when you were telling me that Liz Fair had a thing where she was like oh, talking yes, to the, the
1: Trader Joe's guy, they all,
0: talk, they're supposed That's to so talk funny. to you. They're like trained to be like chatty Cathy. That
1: is so funny. And it's so- such a good essay. It really is <laughs> an amazing essay about her desperation for this guy. <laughs> Focused on him. Like, like the way that women talk in high school, you know, mm. the girls, it's the very high school, but like, you know, obviously the voice is perfected beyond that, and it's just—it's a great essay. It's—it's it's vulnerable in a way that that
0: feeling doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. You know?
1: And for a woman, like you know, for a middle-aged woman to be talking about it and kind of like fawning over this guy, I thought it was brave.
0: So I came up to my checkout guy. He was wearing a like a—I would say like a jaunty hat. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like off to the side a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, different. Not like a chef's hat. He was like it was like a beanie, but like it's different. Um, okay. and he was very, 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 very obviously gay. Okay. And he was like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> and he saw my shirt. He was like, it's Ann Nicole. I love your shirt. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then he was like, start scanning stuff. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I can't concentrate. And then he's like, did you ever watch our show? And I was like, yeah. And he just knew he was, it wasn't like just like seeing someone and, they're like, oh, I loved Anna Nicole. She, Anna Nicole, she was crazy. It was like right. talking to you hard? about it. Yeah. yeah. He was like, Cousin Shelley. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And I was like, I, and he was like, you know, I went to, uh, to Texas before and I wanted to go to her hometown. And I was like, Mejia? And he was like, yeah. And I called it Mexia in front of all my friends in Texas. And they made fun of me. <laughs> so he said um, they wouldn't drive him because they said it was too far out of the way. And he's like dying to go there. He was really hoping to run into her family. Which mean, she probably would have had a very good chance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were just like shooting the shit about her. And then he was like, I always kind of like, I, re- I wonder if they had a Trader Joe's in her neighborhood back then. You know, she's so much more of a Trader Joe's girl than a Whole Foods girl. <laughs> and I was like, to be honest, I think she's a Costco girl. Yeah. And then he like lost it screaming. Um, <laughs> but he was so I nice. You're right. I forget his name already. OK. Um, But I hope I see him again. And you know what? Maybe I'll have a thing with him. I mean, he was not not like a Liz Fair crush, but a new friend, a thing. Yeah, a new thing. friend. We ever right in a cold thing? I hope he recognizes me next time.
1: Did you see this headline? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger deliberately farted in my face. Actress oh. claims.
0: Oh my god! Which actress?
1: Um, here I'll show you. <laughs>
0: He's a real Deborah Winger, huh? <laughs> Why is coming on my nose? It's burning. <laughs> <laughs> I know who she is yeah, though. Yeah, you've seen her. You've seen her. She's a character actress. She is
1: okay. Her name is Miriam Margol. Margo- I guess it's Margolies, but it's spelled M A R G O L Y E S, which I've never spelled. I've never seen Margolies spelled that way. And maybe I'm not Some saying exactly real right.
0: Idiot at Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, according to to Miriam, who's 74, uh, I'm sorry, he's 74. According to Miriam, the 74 year old legend, Terminator legend, deliberately farted in her face while filming the 1999 horror movie End of Days. Harry Potter actress Margulies, 81, made a big stink about the incident on the latest (laughs) installment of I've Got News for You, of the I've Got News for You podcast. She also claimed Schwarzenegger was actually quite rude. I mean, duh. I didn't care for him. He's a bit too full of himself. He farted in my face. <laughs> now, I fart. Of course I do. But I don't fart in people's faces. <laughs> he did it deliberately, right in my face. She then went, to, went on to describe the biblical action flick. I was playing Satan's sister, and he was killing me. And so he had me in a position where I couldn't escape and lying on the floor, and he just farted. <laughs> it wasn't on film. It was in one of the pauses, but I haven't forgiven him for it.
0: Oh, my God. Did he apologize?
1: Seems like no.
0: That's all we have for you tonight.
1: I think that was plenty.
0: Tonight on Pot Psychology. All right. That
1: stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash Pot Psychology. We post a lot there, honestly, for the 100th episode. Yeah, yeah. A lots of things.
1: Yeah, well, you did a whole thing.
0: Yeah, I, I well, I didn't really write anything. I just did lots of
1: links and links stuff, and um,
0: media, pictures, videos, and such.
1: Yeah, so companion piece, a little companion. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: And if you want, uh, and also you can find a link to buy the 2021 um, Christmas ornament of oh, people yeah. who died. You're right. That link is only live on our Patreon. It's not live on my store. Okay. So, you have to go there in order to get it. There's mm. only real ones. You have can to get pay to now? pay. Mm-hmm. No, you don't actually have to pay to pay.
1: You don't got to pay to pay. That one I
0: made free so people could pay. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> but you have it to go. It pays to pay. You, have, it, what, you, you know, and you're, that's the kind of stuff you're missing out on. Right. You know what? I am going to lock it. You know what? I am going to lock it. Okay. I'm going to lock it. I'm going to it. I'm gonna lock it. You have two days <laughs> <laughs> from whenever this is posted.
1: <laughs> I'm sure she'll remember.
0: I would, well, because I'll hear it okay. back when yeah, I'm editing. Send an alarm, you know? You know? Send a,
1: set a note for yourself. Well, but no, I, do I forget
0: everything that I do here. And then when I listen to it when I'm editing, it's, it's like, new again. It feels yeah. like
1: the first time. <laughs> feels like the
0: very first
1: time. <laughs>